0: Welcome to the Televerse,
1: streaming in place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to streaming in place. We're at the end of week five. Which is a lot. But um, but that also means that we're up to some really quality Lucifer content. As if it's not always quality Lucifer content. But I'm really excited for these next several episodes. Uh, today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 11, which is Stewardess Interruptus. And again, I just like these titles. They're, like, they're not quite Legends level yet, but I really do enjoy them. Um, we're going to kick things off. First of all, we have to welcome back... Part of the Shiloh Ferguson, always glad when you can join us. Uh, glad that you are crashing these next several
2: episodes with us because it's going to be fun. Hello, everyone. Nice to see you again and hear you. Mm-hmm.
1: And then we also have to welcome back Alison, who was unable to join us yesterday. Uh, and I think we've got to throw it to you first, Alison. What did you think of last uh, yet yeah, last week's, yesterday's episode <laughs> as as well as today's? Did the stewardess interrupt us work for you, or was it a bit of uh, like a oh, come on? Let them have the Oh moment. no,
0: I thought it was, I thought it was great. I think that they're a really good back-to-back pair. Um, and after I watched, uh, speaking of great episode titles, Quid Pro Ho, I um, was like, oh, I'm really bummed that I'm not going to talk about this one. That, that's a bummer. This is a really good episode. Um, but now I feel like they're obviously sort of in conversation with each other anyway. Like I feel like they're linked in a really interesting, fun way. Um, And I liked this one even better. So, uh, yeah, I think this, I'm not sure I would call it my favorite episode of the show so far, but I think it might be the high watermark for me in terms of how motivated by character everything feels. Like, it all feels of a piece, it all feels like it belongs together, um as much as I enjoy the fact that the show sort of revels in Lucifer finding a way to stretch anything so that it's about him, it was nice to have it actually just 100% be reasonably about him, even if it gets heightened. Um, So yeah, big thumbs up from me. Liked this one
3: a lot.
1: Uh, Noel, how about you?
3: Yeah, I think it's a really fun episode. I do agree that they keep stretching ways to keep Lucifer sort of Deeply connected. But I think that the way in which that this one works and that it's two of his ex-flings um, really helps to make that difference a little bit. And then I also think that adding in that layer of the Lucifer Fangirl also just adds in like a little extra element of everything's connected and literally everything's connected because she's got a carry matheson board in her <laughs> apartment um (laughs) homeland shout out topical because it's on tv again (laughs) so no i think it's a pretty solid episode overall and uh, yeah i'm also trying to like keep the episode in my head though because for whatever reason it's just not fully in there um but hopefully in the discussion i'll be able to like remember stuff (laughs) (laughs)
1: latoya how about you how was it revisiting this one
2: uh it's a it's a fun episode uh every time i'm struck by the fact that jamie kennedy is unrecognizable and yeah. it always gets me like i don't recognize him in his first season and at the end i'm like oh dude you look rough you just look really rough and it's not completely because of uh what's in those vials um but uh yeah it's a fun episode uh may's acknowledging how awesome she is that's great. Um, Chloe's still refusing to believe Lucifer when he said that Charlotte is not his ex and how, disgu- again, how disgusted he is with that very much amuses me. Uh, it's so good. It's, uh, it's fun times.
1: Yeah. Well, because I mean, it was like, what do we start with? Uh, and we started where we did, but I feel like the other way we could have started this episode was talking about the our maze moment. Well, the <laughs> montage is great too, but the Maze moment of like, I'm amazing. I am awesome because she is, and it's good that she's taking, I assume this is all due to Trixie's influence as well as of course, Dr. Linda, <laughs> uh, because just Maze just walking around owning her fabulousness throughout this episode was one of the stronger subplots we've gotten so far.
2: Yeah, because uh, self worth
0: comes from within, bitches. <laughs> she said to one person. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> or it Cause... comes from within, bitches. It could have been either way. <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I think I really loved both that line and her line reading of it because it was so obviously like sincere, but also something that she was repeating. Right. So the fact that the plural didn't actually suit the conversation was great. But then also, (laughs) if you take that comma out, it still works. And then it sort of felt like she was saying it to us. And yeah, loved it.
1: Oh, she's just having so much fun with that role. I mean, they all are like, it's, It's always infectious and uh, almost always, I should say, it's usually uh, infectious to watch a, a cast who, you know, you can tell is just having an absolute blast with these characters and appreciating what they're doing. You know, the fact that they're able to do it while they're doing it. Um, sometimes it comes off as indulgent and like, okay, but like the editor still has to do their job. Um, but here it like, it really it is working so nicely. And it's just it's delightful. I really appreciated that part of the episode. Um, let's talk, though, about that montage. So what did you guys think of Lucifer's exes?
3: <laughs> so I think it's a really funny sequence. And I think also like the 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 kind of like the hitting of like repeated jokes and repeated lines, I think it really works really well. But then to hit it heavier with an emotional really strong emotional punch right at the end there of I didn't mean anything it didn't mean anything it didn't mean anything it didn't mean anything and just like having that land over and over and over again I thought worked really 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 well and I really appreciated that they made sure that there was still like an emotional beat within all of that and I thought that, that was just that was really considered and really good of them because the show does a really good job of not losing sight of that particular impulse within the case of the week, even if their cases of the week tend to be kind of squishy. They never lose sight of what they want to explore about Lucifer um, himself. And I really appreciate the, that consistency there. My only big quibble, my only big quibble is that there's just not enough dudes in that lineup. And yeah. there's just not enough dudes in that lineup. And that was really frustrating.
2: How much do you want to bet that uh, there was a number of dudes Fox would allow?
3: Yeah, yeah probably, but still. I mean, we get we bait, we get two, one dead, and then the guy in the lineup. But still, I feel like you could have at least done one more, just one more. Minimal. I uh, I but, didn't yeah. clock
1: it at the time. I wasn't keeping track at the time. But I would be very surprised if that like that numbers, the stats on that change when it goes to, to Netflix. If it doesn't change, I should say when it goes to Netflix. So that's something it like, if we get to season four, um, that I will be looking for. Cause that very much feels like an edict from, from Fox and not necessarily from the show and then the, sure. the showrunners. But yeah, hard agree. i also think that obviously this is what the episode needed and this is what they were trying to really go for, but I didn't, buy it when they all said that this was meaningless and like just like it didn't actually it wasn't important it would have been nice though it would have undermined their episode which is why they didn't do it and they were right to not do it but for some of these people that he's he's having these relationships with or these these flings with just like the show was previously talked about how powerful it is to have someone engage fully with what they want and need and how eye-opening that can be and how they should approach their worldview and not just do things for other people, but also have value in their pleasures and their desires. And so I felt like it was a little, for me, it was a little too undermining of him and, and just too much of this, um, theme that you tend to see, on in media about like well if someone is having a lot of sex that means that that sex is all meaningless and doesn't have value on its own and it's not as worthy as having a single partner that you're emotionally invested in um and i you know i i see why they did that for these other threads and character beats that they wanted to go for but i was like I don't necessarily believe that every single one of those people would say like, "Oh no, it was me, mean. didn't mean anything to have world-shattering sex with the devil." Um, but that's, you know, that's just that's just me. I don't know how anybody I mean, else felt about that. I
2: don't I feel like, yeah, world-shattering sex with the devil is one thing, but I feel like it doesn't really mean anything past world-shattering sex. It might ruin sex for you for her, with other people, <laughs> but like it's it's not really going to affect you, I guess, on an emotional level, uh, which is it's, it's true what they're saying, basically. It, uh, it blew your mind. And, uh, you know, even if you're not having sex with Lucifer, you might become obsessed with him. But, like, <laughs> th- there's no real intimacy with it. Uh, where you have Chloe even trying to figure out if, you know, if he did the, like, hamburger date little thing with them. And, of course not, because there was, like, no actual emotion with it. Which is not necessarily saying, you know, sex bad, but, like, it was it was different.
0: Hmm. You know, I hadn't thought about this particular element of it. Um, And I think, Kate, I think you're right that it is statistically unlikely that none of the people that Lucifer has hooked up with forged any sort of emotional connection or were hurt when it didn't develop into anything more. Um, however, I do think I don't I don't know that it's so much that the show devalues the sex that he's having is that Lucifer, I guess, didn't understand why it wouldn't be a meaningful thing, like why it would be why having and I guess I don't either why having the best night of your entire life would then also be meaningless. Basically I I viewed that montage as being like a highlights reel of what was important to him in those conversations and what he took away from it and then how all of that matters is in contrast to Chloe, right, where there isn't any sex and it's all meaningful. Like everything is meaningful. Um so I agree and I'm still kind of muddling it out, but I do think that that montage is especially effective in like demonstrating that he's got good taste in hot people. Um, (laughs) You know, they all seem relatively cool about the experience they had. Um, And uh, although I do wish that there were more diverse body types, uh, as well as um, more diverse genders. Um, And, uh, that it's important in terms of the contrast with his relationship with Chloe, which we know is a first for Lucifer. So I guess it makes sense that there wouldn't be people who are like, but I'm a Chloe. I could have been your Chloe
1: um, (laughs) when this is
0: all new to him.
1: Yeah. But even for me, it's not even like them wanting to uh, establish a longer term relationship with Lucifer, but just the idea that, Having like if, if if for example if someone of his partners is someone who has never had an orgasm for example having sex with Lucifer and experiencing statistically
0: that, very likely if right we're talking Which about women
1: that would that would impact not like that fact that they wanted to have a relationship with Lucifer but how they approached future. Relationships, you know what I mean? Like that kind of a thing. But that's more nuanced than they wanted to get into. And I actually really like the idea that you're saying, Allison, of like, this isn't necessarily
2: every, what every person is saying, this is what he's keying into. Uh, Latoya. But now thinking of it like through uh, your eyes, all I can think is that every sexual partner he would have had their lives would have kind of been ruined by having sex with him because they literally had sex with an angel and uh it's not going to get be- any better than that and they could be searching for that all their lives should be destroyed actually i'm on your side now Kate.
1: <laughs> it's like the doctor right it's like you just ruined them for normal life uh well and also they d- note they aren't really returning to that like i'm like heroin thing <laughs> um
2: yeah they should all be strung out <laughs>
1: But you know it's it's good for the episode and it's funny and it lets us have that just delightful shift in the dynamics between Lucifer and Dan as they uh as they go uh from like just incredibly boosted ego for Lucifer to Dan going here here guy it's okay. SB says I love the comedic beats of. he did this thing called X with a Y lots of fun images and prop work they were playing with and yes SB that's another one where I wanted to see the alts like you know there were so many (laughs) yeah gentlemen start
0: your engines was a particular highlight Um, that that one was especially great I think
1: it's very good
0: dangerous though don't anybody try that don't
1: do that it's
2: a bad idea
1: Just like the delivery from from all of them, but Ella's just is, it's just so funny. It's it's very good.
2: I mean, did you have any any thoughts on Chloe uh, bringing in Charlotte? Again, despite the fact that, Lisa keeps saying, I haven't slept with her. I will not be sleeping with her. It's like, I I wasn't lying about the Russian dolls.
1: Come on. Why? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: (laughs) Did she, did she bring her in or was she just, was she there for another reason? I missed that beat. So I was a little confused as to why she just suddenly showed up. I yeah, Chloe had, Chloe to had her called her in. in. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: That was fun. That was fun. Do you guys... Because obviously Latoya and I know, but do you guys have any thoughts on, like, if how long they're going to stretch that out or if they are going to come to some sort of, like, understanding between Chloe and Charlotte that will make sense to them? Uh, I mean... I guess I hadn't really thought about
0: it, but I just assume eventually Chloe is going to find out that Lucifer is the actual devil Mm -hmm. and then um, everything else will become more clear. I just assume that that is an inevitable thing. Okay. Yeah. Especially if he keeps showing his devil face to people who then lose (laughs) their damn minds.
3: Yeah. Something's got to give on that. I mean, they, I really appreciate that they barely, they haven't really done it that much this season, but the fact that it kind of came out again, and I think the, like the time between like him showing it to Linda and then seeing it here deployed in the way that it was heavily deployed in season one makes a big difference, mm-hmm. um, and that's really impactful, I think. But at the same time, it's like, what is he doing to these people? Yeah. Um, but then there's also just larger issues about brutality in this episode that no one seems to care to address, of like May's just breaking that guy's hand. Yeah, I mean, but it's funny.
2: It, it <laughs> is very funny.
1: I was like, this is not okay, but also I'm laughing, and it's Mays. You know, that's okay.
3: But it's then they're pretend. Both, both the police are just like, well, if you don't want to hurt you more, tell us what we want to know. And it's just like, no! This is not okay. Call her off! Yeah, see, I'm more okay with it here
1: than, like, say, on 24, when they, like... People were writing into the show, like members of the military were writing into the show to say, hey, stop showing torture working because we keep having recruits tell us that they want to be like Jack Bauer. So stop it. Um, Like for me, there's enough of a like, this is obviously fantasy that it it doesn't bother me as much as it would on a regular cop show. But um, yeah, I yeah, it was funny enough that I didn't it didn't bother me. But then I felt bad that it didn't bother me.
2: (laughs) No one called out police brutality when Chloe beat up a murderer with a yoga mat, so I don't know what your problem is.
3: I mean, that that became like a conversation about like the density of the yoga mat because like my yoga mat's pretty lightweight, but my partner's yoga mat could actually probably hurt you because it's not one of those mesh ones, it's just like a full it's really heavy.
2: So, I don't know,
3: but it just depends. So, if you were beating up someone with my yoga mat, I would not charged with like brutality kind of things. But then I get concerned when they're too like violent on like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So I'm not the <laughs> best audience for this.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is a recurring conversation here at the Televerse. Um, let's get briefly our, our Trixie content. Did you guys like uh, her, her Her sand? Was it was the eggs versus cereal moment she was having. I enjoyed the prop mock-up of the cereal box. Very Toasted
3: nice. sugar toasties. <laughs> The payoff for that Trixie moment is May's just pouring vodka into the cereal and eating cereal in the most angry way possible. I've never seen someone so upset and eating toasted sugar toasties. Um, It's just very good. Um, But no, the Trixie stuff, I think, is very, very funny. Um, Yeah, I liked it.
1: (laughs) Margie says she never got to finish her breakfast. And yes, that's true. I like like they're like go away she's like I'm good
0: um Scotty says I think Trixie and Chloe's scenes together are some of Lauren German's best and I really super agree I am however deeply concerned about Chloe's cooking um because I like I don't know what like like what why a child needs a garnish what like was that supposed to was it like a square omelet was it just like really dry scrambled eggs like what was it
3: what was she making well We've- this is also the woman who made that ridiculous taco tuesday spread like there was too much food for two people let alone yeah. three when Dan finally showed up yeah
1: but- let's be very clear taco tuesday was compensating <laughs> for a
0: lot <laughs> it was um it it's like remember in uh fucking Mrs Doubtfire when they <laughs> they order all the food and then prepare like he gets catering yes. and then prepares yes. it and brings it in like he just cooked it and isn't this wonderful um it's like the eggs are like that only they hired a terrible caterer who only knows how to do food photography so it's like <laughs> inedible eggs designed to look like they're off the cover of cooking light i was i don't know why i fixated on the eggs but i was really fixated on those terrible looking eggs
1: Tanya says wow. Auntie Maze is the best, and now I just am picturing Maze, like, at the top of the stairs yes. with a martini, and I'm, I'm just so here for that. I don't know how I never made that connection, but I love it.
0: Oh, Kate, I feel like that reference was just for me. Thank you so much.
3: <laughs> While we're on the foods topic, and no offense <laughs> to anyone listening or in the chat, but Chloe doesn't like ketchup, and she's a monster, and I officially hate her now. <laughs> uh, like, okay but you don't like peanut butter <laughs> yeah but yeah, that's psychotic de- ketchup's delicious and I say this as someone who dated a woman who also did not like ketchup and we broke up not because of that but not, not because of that, that <laughs> peanut butter like? is
2: also delicious
3: I like ketchup I would never call it delicious
2: that's, again insane <laughs> yes no
3: delicious. Scotty I don't like peanut butter no I do not like <laughs> peanut butter delicious okay. you said for, for ketchup
1: <laughs> yeah ketchup is delicious um, in the right in the right usage because when Noel when it you were tweeting good. about that I was like oh man I really want some portillos right now I haven't had portillos in literally like five or six years because I've been trying to not do fast food and it's lasted shockingly long Uh, but like man those crinkle fries with like like yeah I'd eat the shit out of some ketchup right now with the, you know, not by itself, obviously. Exactly. That's a, why it's I'm not, not delicious,
2: because you're not going to eat it by itself.
1: I also am not going to eat this peanut butter by itself, but I'm going to dip my apples I mean, into it, and it's going to be fabulous.
2: You can eat peanut butter by itself, because peanut butter is delicious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are too distracted by our varying food phobias and and likes, likes, and dislikes. just one
2: more thing. This okay, like calling mayonnaise delicious? No, <laughs> it's a condiment.
1: Homemade uh, mayo pretty good, though Would I... do eat it like, by itself? No, well, I also don't eat ketchup by itself or peanut butter by itself. You know, <laughs> I'm not five, but... Uh, I appreciate but, how
3: much I've derailed us just completely. I'm very but, happy about this. like,
1: when I actually have made mayonnaise by myself, like I, I'm like, oh, that's why, like, all of Canada loves it. Okay, I get it now, as opposed to this stuff in the jar.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I think that... Um... Oh, I'm, tra- I'm going to nail the hell out of this transition. I think that okay. <laughs> what makes a condiment delicious is its application and frequency of use. Because you don't want to overuse a delicious condiment. You want to use it just enough. A lot like when Lucifer shows his real face, um, you want to <laughs> use that judiciously. And what's interesting is what it's paired with, like how ketchup is delicious with french fries... Um, I'm very interested in the fact that when Lucifer brought out his face today, it was, this is a real point. Now I'm making a real point. It it is. It is. (laughs) Okay. Um, when Lucifer brought out his face today, and, and he's not using it as frequently as he was in season one, as Noel observed, um, it, it was interesting to me because it was, I think the first time that we've seen it since he showed his face to Dr. Linda, A. Yeah. And B, it felt a lot like when he uses it on um uh creepy record producer first killer i shot chloe guy
3: uh and that is his supervillain prison
0: (laughs) yeah and i feel like there this was similar even though the threat isn't as high because it was motivated by both the cruelty of someone else and his own self-loathing right like it came from somewhere really specific as opposed to being sort of um tossed out anytime he needs to freak someone out um or anytime he thinks someone needs to be punished so um i was very interested in that scene and i thought it despite the fact that i think tom ellis is great throughout this whole episode i think that that scene is both my favorite of his in this episode and one of my favorite scenes of his in the show so far and thank you sb i worked really hard on that transition (laughs)
3: <laughs> I could see you working on it, like, and I really appreciate it. I was just like, "What is Allison trying to do right now?" Because I could see the gears turning, and it worked really well. As as Scotty said, "Jesus shoemaker." <laughs> 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 okay, no, you're saying, <laughs> no, I really, I, I think that's, I really agree, and I do think like, I, I one of the things I really appreciate about Allison is the ways in which he pushes that edge of I'm about to lose it type of thing with um, Lucifer in terms of anytime he gets like kind of really frustrated and like I can punish someone and you can it's sort of the opposite of like the tear being held in the eye sort of deal of I'm just going to hold back on so that my eyes don't turn red type of thing Um, like I think really specifically to not not the previous episode but the episode before it with the private investigator private tempter who tries to convince people to um like betray people um and just the ways in which ellis really conveys the sheer overwhelming restraint that he has that lucifer has to do to not just fuck this guy up by showing red eyes and devil face um and then to have it like hit here um again, with something as he's closely connected to, et cetera, et cetera. And it just yeah, for everything that allison said, like the context of everything, both narratively but also um just in this particular moment, I think it just all works really, really well. Agreed. <laughs> and now let's talk about catch some more. Also other things. <laughs> okay. <don't> want, no. <laughs>
1: the the other parts uh, there's a couple of the parts of this episode that I feel like we got to talk about we got to talk about Amenadiel and what we get with him um I'd like a a little moment for Dr. Linda as someone who has had uh, students talk through my lunch uh not not infrequently um but i just really need a moment alone i was <laughs> like like uh, on on um kim's convenience this season i've got 15 minutes to eat and you're gonna you're gonna take all of it okay <laughs> um i appreciated that moment as well uh what what did you guys think of of our our dr linda and our Menadiel content um
0: i loved the scene with lucifer and amenadiel um i just there's something about seeing them be congenial and in particular like really a little bit heartbreaking about seeing lucifer being so congenial knowing um what i assume is coming when all of this comes out based on lucifer's (laughs) feelings on honesty among other things um so the balance of camaraderie and oh wow Amenadiel's being manipulative again. This is bad. Was really good. Uh, The Linda and May scene was just filled me with joy. Every single line, every single moment, from when she was laying on the couch with her demon knives to stealing the egg to like not the very loose for like not understanding that Dr. Linda was saying things about her and instead she thought, "Do you want me to?" take care of that friend for you. And like, <laughs> a- aces all around. Uh, I'm also really enjoying Linda, um, the person who is aware of exactly what's happening and still can't quite process it, but is doing her best. Uh, I just I'm very, whatever. I'm pro Linda. Like I understand that this is a Trixie fan club podcast. Um, but I'm <laughs> glad I'm glad that we are allowing ourselves to do bonus episodes where we are Mays and Dr. Linda fan club.
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, it is not a exclusionary committee there. We can also be a doctor Dr. Linda Fan Club podcast too, because she's she's fabulous. Uh you can you can see why Lucifer has this thing about honesty after like spending this time with his getting a little bit better taste of like the family dynamic <laughs> through a and especially mom's like, oh no wonder he's got a thing about honesty. Yeah.
2: I I mean, Charlotte is kind of brutally honest as she keeps talking about how much she likes sex and making uh, Amanda Deal very disgusted by it. Uh, (laughs) D.B. Woodside, every time he had to react to uh, his mother talking about sex was uh, very good. Very, very good. (laughs) Yeah, There's definitely
3: like sense memory acting happening there of like, (laughs) oh, I didn't want to hear my mom talk about sex either. And I can just use this, using it. Um, No, it's very good. And I again, I really like when they give D.B. Woodside some comedic beats to play, and I'm glad that those keep happening with um, Trisha Helfer, who, again, is very funny on this show. Um, Both in, like, really elaborate ways of, like, that really ridiculous over-the-top grin she did right before she wanted to blow (laughs) up the car in the previous episode. Um, But also just the kind of low-key snark that she's getting to play well as well now. So, giving that and then giving her all of that against Amenadiel, who's just sort of the ultimate straight man to play anything of this stuff against, and then breaking him is just really, really delightful. And Marcus is correct. Amenadiel's used much better this season. And a lot of that just boils down to the fact that he has stuff to do, as opposed to be angry at Lucifer. Um, even when he was sort of like scheming off screen, it was always to the end of, being angry at lucifer so having like beats to play and being torn in directions of loyalties and desires gives all of that more layers even if some of it still feels really single singularly goal-centered um there's more being asked of both woodside as an actor but amenadiel as a character in terms of figuring out what all that means and how to play all that. I mean, otherwise you wouldn't go to Linda's office with the steering wheel of your grown up car <laughs> looking just so sad.
2: Um, you guys have talked about it before, but um, obviously uh, in season one, you guys have both spent time. You all spent time talking about how this show has DB Woodside and Kevin Alejandro, and it doesn't seem to know what to be- do with them. And uh, I feel like the season is definitely being like, see, we know what to do with them. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, Aspie says, I love thinking about the long walk
1: he had carrying that <laughs> yes. steering wheel to her office. Or taking the bus. I don't uh, know. Yeah. I just like in my head now it's that image, but paired and like married to uh, George Michael. Like yeah, George the
3: Michael. Yeah, the hulk music. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very
3: it's good. It's very, very gag
0: satisfying gag. sight gag, really. <laughs> it's right up there with Lucifer dressing like dan and <laughs> the branch coming off of the tree when may's through the knife and looser especially Lucifer wearing that t-shirt wearing that novelty t- restaurant t-shirt i think about it sometimes when i'm sad <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it just makes me laugh oh i just think about malcolm palmetto when i'm sad <laughs> <laughs> well uh, everyone's favorite character
1: if anybody has any topics they want us to touch on that we have not yet, go ahead and, and throw it into the chat. Otherwise, uh we, we should get Allison's take on our miracle baby Chloe development. Because oh, we yes. haven't talked about that yet. Um oh Tanya says Suki running back into to spray the bathroom, classy. Very good. I great I very much enjoyed that performance and that she was not in any way dangerous or bad but she creepy like She's just a, organized a lot. She's yeah. very organized but yeah yeah scotty says her performance is wonderful and yeah hard agree and like even just like the hair you know like the design for that character very good um but elson what, what do you think about our our new information about chloe um
0: well the god of lucifer the television show seems like a real dick
3: i'm shocked
0: um, shocked <laughs> what <laughs> um, god on a television show is a dick who knew? Who knew? Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I, I really like, um, when, when the twist arrives in the form of something that I just would never have predicted. Uh, and I think that this scene in which, um, Chloe's mom and deal recognize each other was incredibly well done and really, really unsettling and cool. Um, But I don't, for the rest of it, I don't really know. Like, I guess, uh, I'm assuming that Charlotte's nefarious plan somehow involves, like, I don't know if it's, is is she going to blackmail God? Is she going (laughs) to, like, is she, is she just hoping it's going to piss Lucifer off so much that he decides, like, I don't know. And I like not knowing. Like, I like uh, when something is unexpected enough that I'm like, what the hell? I got no idea. Um, so I'm stoked about that. It's uh, I'll compare it uh, in honor of some news that came out today that LaToya was tweeting about earlier. Um, I'll compare it uh, to an old-fashioned alias season one or season two twist <laughs> where the twist is so out of left field that you're like, oh, the show is going to mean something totally different now. Cool. Great. Let's do it.
2: Yeah, I was just about to say I would love for now a clandestine meeting in like a parking garage between Charlotte and God. <laughs> <over this information. laughs> oh, and please let God be played by Victor Garber or Ron Rifkin. We'll accept either.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, good times. Um, okay.
2: We haven't said anything about the kiss at the end of the episode. Well, we should talk about that and also uh, Jamie Kennedy's demise. Oh, yeah,
1: I like that yeah. casting where you're like, "Oh, it's gonna be him because he's the actor we recognize, and no because he's gonna have a different scene at the end, so uh, Noel, what did you think?
3: uh, the kiss is fine um, I'm like <laughs> like I discussed like it's I'm just kind of going with the flow of the show. I'm more interested in like the after effects of it more than anything of how do both of them react to this, and what does it mean and When does Dan find out? Um, How does Dan react to this? Because that's what I really want to know. Um, And yes, uh, I will sidetrack to um, SB. Yes, Alias is going to be on Amazon Prime starting like in early May. Yeah. Um, So yeah, May 11th. There you go. Yeah, Tanya, if you're looking
1: for a new show uh, in, in May 11th and you haven't seen Alias before, just like there's your next couple of days. Just you can just... The first time I sat some friends down when we watched Alias season one, we literally started at like five or five o'clock at night. And then we made pancakes at four 30 in the morning when we went to bed.
2: <laughs> that's, <laughs> I mean, awesome. that's how you do it. I've, yeah. I've made friends watch it a bunch in college. Uh, like we just fucking. Oh, that was on. me
0: too. We used to, th- one of my very favorite days in college is a, uh, My friends and I, um, one of us had happened to have keys to the office of the theater building where they stored the projector. And we and and then I had keys to the to like the big proscenium theater. Um, So we snuck into the office, took the projector, then went into the proscenium and set up the projector and projected the season one finale of Alias on a giant white wall and lost our minds. It was the best um solid. it was really really great we did it again for the super bowl
2: episode on the plane anyway mm-hmm. it was fun yeah, yeah I, I revealed today to a, a couple of people like my twitter avatar is me as sydney bristow for halloween <laughs> oh i okay. didn't know that that's awesome
1: Okay, I'm going to look that one up because I definitely one year was Sid, the the loud singer from the Will Reveal episode. Oh, awesome. I still have that pink wig, yeah. Um, Uh, I can't wait
2: to do streaming in place for Alias. uh,
1: (laughs) Though, like, just to have warned everyone, like, it's not... It's not good in the later. Like the greatness yeah. of those first two seasons is never recaptured. I will
2: even give season three credit. The, the my problem with this is basically that ABC didn't want it to be as dark as they wanted it to be, and they're like, yeah. "You want to take this back a little bit? Like, what if we don't?" Yeah.
0: Season <laughs> yeah. one is very good, and season two is even better, and then season three is like a total roller coaster of ups and downs, and and then maybe invent a reason to move on to something else. And season- I want to <laughs> and I want to say something very specific to my friend Scotty who's who I know is watching in the comments. When I tell you to stop watching Alias because it's not any good anymore and you feel compelled to keep watching it because you're just Scotty, watching it, do it. I want you to remember that I told you not to watch <laughs> season 1 of Legends of Tomorrow and you did not listen to me. So
2: <laughs> season 4 of Alias has Angela Bassett though. For a yep, bit. that's
0: true. That's true. That yeah, but you, you eventually you're just gonna want to get off the ship.
2: Oh, I mean, good. I Scotty watch watch for, already knows. Watch Scotty for already knows. watch that cliffhanger at the end of season four, and then never watch another episode. <laughs> yeah, you just be like, yep. what the fuck
1: okay so lucifer and chloe have a moment and that's how their episode ends so let's end our episode with our little moment here about alias and these other shows because we've already gone very long and i have to edit this
2: so uh, keep next it week all in. We, you keep it all in oh oh it's
1: staying in that's way too much work i already have to multi-track <laughs> it all but yeah no uh anyways so this has been so much fun thank you to everybody who's been hanging out in the chat and today oh man and today that is Mark. And SB and Scotty and Tanya. Uh, always, always so much fun hanging with you guys. Next week we're gonna be back to talk about uh Lucifer season two, episode 12, Love Handles. Uh oh, Noel says I love Lucifer's linen suit and the quick change. And yes, we should have discussed it. I did like that banter about the, the linen. It was very nice. Um, so so should we should we warn them, Tanya? Um the next one is a is a two-parter, just you've been
2: warned. I mean, in theory, it's a—it's all a three-parter.
1: Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, was, more on that next week. Elmo.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I now do. we have Elmo. Elmo is here, but no Bebo because no Bebo's exists.
0: I thought it would be a fun visual sight gag, and then, <laughs> and then, then you, then I, then I regretted it. But he, he's here. I love
2: it. I love it. Wish it, it was Bebo.
0: It. Bebo. Wish it was Bebo.
2: Yeah. Sell Bebo's Warner they, Brothers, you cowards.
1: Take our money. Anyways, on that note, we'll be back next week, guys. Can you tell it's been five weeks already? Next week, it's we're been. back for week six. Oh, so th- until then, thank you, guys, and we'll be back next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> there oh, we that's go. Ridiculous. I love it.